Welcome to today's episode of the Insurance Life and Everything in Between podcast. My name is Adam Bersan. And I'm Chris Smith. If you've yet to do so, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with a friend or colleague. We greatly appreciate your help and support. Alrighty, so we're back again. We might be a tad blurry today, but sometimes our tech is better than others. But hey, it's the content that matters, not exactly how good looking we are at the time. Today, Adam, we only have maybe 15, 20, 25 minutes in the midst of a busy uh, Thanksgiving week, a busy prep day, a busy recording day. But you wanted to talk a little bit about the Eagles, the Chiefs, and all the distractions that come in between. What are the star players and their obsession with Taylor Swift? Adam, what you got? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, work and things that we have going on our podcast last week we talked a lot about you know family and kind of working with our schedule to still have time for our family and and still being able to be productive when it comes to work so yeah today that the Eagles are playing the Chiefs pretty big game it's the almost like a rematch well it is a rematch of the Super Bowl last year you know again you know we tell yeah we talk about the like the the, the Kelsey's and I mean, that was the big story with the Super Bowl was that the, the Kelsey brothers, it was the first time that they there was ever a Super Bowl where there were brothers that were playing against each other. Pretty cool story behind that. And like their mom, she went to the game. Their dad went to the game, of course. Their mom, I mean, it's like, who are you rooting for? And she just says, you know, I'm, we're rooting for whoever's on offense because... Jason Kelsey, he's a center with the Eagles. And then we got Travis, who's a tight end with the Chiefs. But since the Super Bowl, well, I mean, the Kelsey's, they they have a very successful podcast. And and I think that's really drawn a lot of attention to them. And then from there, Travis ended up starting to date Taylor Swift, who's like the I don't know what what would you call her. She's like the the like the mega pop superstar right now. Like, I mean, my my daughters they're all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, like my daughters are all about her. My my wife even you know listens to like a lot of her music and stuff. And so, anyways, I mean, they start dating, and it's kind of annoying how much coverage it gets when you're watching a football game. Well, where the whoever the Chiefs are playing and like it doesn't matter is Taylor Swift at the game is she in the skybox like how did she react to that that catch that Travis made like just like we're trying to watch a, a football game here like they they try to add like this this big subplot to it of her being at the game and then she's on tour now I mean the Chiefs had a bye week and. Travis was out of the country. He was down in Argentina uh, watching her perform on her tour. And then she was supposed to come back to the the Eagles-Chiefs game tonight, but her performance over the weekend got postponed because it was, like, super hot. I think somebody actually died, like, at the show or prior to the show because it was so hot out. It was, like, like over 110 degrees, something like that. Like, unseasonably warm in Brazil. And they had to move uh, one of the concerts to tonight. So the the story before that was, is she going to come back for the game? And 
and this and that, and or the Kelsey's going to meet the Swifts today, and just like all this, this is all going on. I think the only reason I even know all this is because I I hear my wife's TikTok when she's sitting next to me at night, and that's all she's, you know, that's all that's popping up on there. Is this? It's I guess evidently it's a pretty big story. Like I said, I like to watch football and enjoy the game, and I don't really care too much about the the subplots behind the scenes, but. You know, we just kind of think a little bit about this guy that's been traveling all over the world. I mean, that could be pretty tiring when you have a game coming up and to get back. And I know they got back last week, had plenty of time, but still, I mean, it's just a lot of extracurriculars, I guess you could say, that I know in my business that if, if I have too much other stuff going on and too many distractions, it can make it to be pretty difficult to get done what I need to get done. I'm, I, if I don't feel like I'm like a hundred percent at my best. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, if I, I don't know, I mean, if anything, it could be an excuse, but I mean, the, the chiefs also, they just had a game in Germany. So they had a game in Germany. He, he didn't have his best game, but I mean, I don't think he really got, had a whole lot of opportunities so, but I mean, just talk about a lot of travel. I mean, going from Germany to, I don't know if he came back or if he went straight from Germany to Argentina for the bye week or, or what, but just, you know, just a lot going on. And you just wonder like how much that could affect somebody's play when it comes to football. Cause like I said, I know it can really affect my everyday. If I have too much going on, that's a distraction and tough to get up and go to work. If you got too much going on the night before. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I think there's a fine line between being focused, being distracted, being busy. It's like a spectrum of, I bet we could spend forever trying to dissect that. Because I also run into a lot of people who are not overly distracted, but they don't have enough to do. Maybe they don't have enough leads or enough activity or enough focus. And they start to complain a lot. Like, find something to do, some doors to knock, some appointments to run. And you'll find out there's less to complain about. So maybe that's a topic for a different day. I just feel like it's important yeah. to stay busy, but not distracted. Like knowing that Travis and, and Taylor and all that in between might distract him from succeeding at his game and traveling and staying prepared and working out and researching all the stuff that a football player may do before a game. What kind of distractions do you feel like the final expense agent gets in their way of a productive week? I mean, it could be anything from having to cut off early to pick the kids up at school at three o'clock in the afternoon to, uh, I mean, heck, you know, and again, you got to kind of break all of these little things down because if you got to cut off to pick up somebody at three o'clock, that means that half your day is wasted. I mean, not only are you, do you have to pick them up at three, but it's almost like you have to plan as though. Well, it, I can't get in a house after 1230 in the afternoon, because if I get in a house and I'm in that house for an hour and a half or two hours, I could be late picking my kids up at school. Like it, it's uh, it's bigger than just having to cut off at 230 to go pick them up. If, if you're if you're the one who has to pick that person up. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to take a big portion of your day away. I mean, I even think about that sometimes if I got to pick the kids up at six o'clock I mean, same thing. I mean, it's, it's like, I feel like after three, three 30, my day is I'm thinking too much. It's a distraction. I'm thinking too much about 
having to go pick them up and, you know, concerned about the fact that if I do get in a house, I might be in there too long and not be able to, to get them on time. So just little things like that. I mean, heck, you could, a, a distraction could be you decide that you want to go out the night before and you stay out too late and you wake up not feeling good in the morning. I mean, I know a lot of younger guys, I'm sure, could, could be in that boat where they're enjoying life, they're going out maybe a little bit too much and not feeling great in the morning. If you're not a, at 100% of your game, you're not going to have as good of results. So nothing good really comes staying up late at night and coming out in the field lazy and exhausted and thinking you're going to have a profitable day running your business that way. I think a lot of distractions too I see from maybe the newer side of an agent is the getting ready to get ready kind of thing. Like they think they have to know everything or every objection or every carrier, every contract, every product, every cross sale, every annuity, every everything, instead of just simply going out there and talking to somebody about dying and having a solution to the financial burden that creates and learning. I think getting ready to get ready can really slow so many people down. And it's probably one of the worst early distractions people face. What do you think? So I got you muted right now. I think that people sometimes feel like they have to be like 100% prepared and ready. They have to have their presentation perfect before they're going to go out and, and visit with people. And I mean, I've learned the most in my career from going out and failing and, and figure out what worked and figuring out what didn't work. A lot of just trial and error. And yeah, I have a presentation. I think it's important to have that structure and kind of go in with your game plan when you walk into a house that uh, to me, if everything is the same every time, it, it, it makes it a lot easier. If they distract you, they ask you a question where you, you kind of fall off track, it makes it a lot easier if you have a presentation to kind of get right back on point. So I think, it, it, yeah, it's good to be prepared, but the only person that knows if you messed up on your presentation or not is, is you. And so when you go in a home, I mean, to me, it's, it's all practiced. You're practicing your presentation in front of somebody that is, that, that has the ability to say yes or no to your offering. So exactly. that's the best way to learn is just to go out there and practice in front of people with your leads. Don't be, and again, it's that fear of failure. Now, don't focus on the fear of failure and the fact that you might not make sales on your leads. You got to know going in that you're going to make sales, but you're not going to make sales on those leads if you don't go out and work them. Yeah, I think a lot of agents too really struggle, self-employed business owners, you know, whatever type of person is listening to whatever method in which they're listening to us today, is they get distracted with realizing what needs to be done and what can wait. And I know we've talked this probably to death into circles and to be beaten to death by horses, there are times where you're going to have to pick up your kids middle of the day, late in the day, where you need to maximize the day before or the day after. Or even if you may only have four hours to work, why can't you set two or three appointments, go back and see an existing client, and try to squeeze something out of a four-hour period? I know during open enrollment right now, I've had two or three days where I really had maybe three appointment slots, and I needed the appointment to be done exactly at this time to get exactly back to the bus stop at that time. But I did it. I mean, it is far from ideal, but just because you don't have eight hours 
doesn't mean the entire day needs to go to waste. But when you have eight hours, you can't be distracted by the things like the, the TikToks and the Facebooks and the non-income producing activities that can really slow us down. Yeah, you really have to stay focused at the task at hand. You can't focus too much on what else you have going on outside of work. You just got to stay focused. I mean, heck, I mean, I think too, I mean, agents that I know that put too much pressure on themselves when they know they have to make money. Like they, they know that they're behind on things and they just, they got to go out and make money. And if like all they're focusing on is that, like, I have to make money. I have to make money. A lot of times they don't make money because they, they put too much pressure on themselves. I think that if anything, they just need to go out there, relax. And again, kind of knowing that everything's going to work itself out as long as they do what they need to do when it comes to working the leads and going out and seeing people and, it's a numbers game. The more people you see, the more people you're going to end up helping and writing business and making that money when you need to make money. But if the focus is on, I need to make money rather than I need to be out helping people, you're probably going to end up falling a little bit short when, yeah. when you're out there. I kind of tell myself sometimes, or maybe you can tell yourself sometimes if you're listening or watching and you're struggling, you make like 75, 80, 90, $105 an hour. It's just a matter of putting the hours in. Like really and truly and statistically, you probably do. You buy the appropriate amount of leads. You give a certain amount of presentations. You do the numbers on that. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. You can figure out your hourly wage. Maybe one day we'll do a training on the Monday in long form mode about that. You really do have an hourly wage. So when you think to yourself, man, I got to make a sale, you just got to go out there and see the people, put yourself in the area and the rest will work itself out. I had two weeks once where I had the exact same amount of appointments the exact same amount of leads, the exact same territory. Well, maybe even the territory isn't as relevant, but guess what happened? Same leads, same amount of appointments, same amount of time in the field with the results from those two weeks. Well, I mean, again, I mean, I think so much of our business is unpredictable. Yeah, you could have the same appointments set or the same, you know, the same times blocked out for appointments and have a full schedule and have completely opposite results. I mean, you can go out there and write a ton of business one week and then the next you just kind of fall flat on your face. It's just kind of part of the business. You could, but the interesting yeah. thing about that specific situation, and maybe it was an anomaly, maybe it wasn't, the same amount of appointments, the same amount of leads and the same days in the field, two weeks in a row with only 10 AP in difference in production. It was almost statistically the wow. exact same week. Now, of course, you're going to have weeks you just flop and yeah. just, they're awful. I, I know that to be the case. But I, I think people need to believe a little bit more in the numbers too and take the emotion out of it. Like all the distractions you're dealing with maybe are self-inflicted. Maybe you need to learn how to manage your time better and get your head straight. But in this business that's based entirely on math formulas and actuaries and analytics anyway, maybe it is just all the numbers and I feel like that two-week period can give somebody that's watching this the peace of mind to just work and the rest will work itself out. Yeah, I think too, though, that sometimes people think too much about the money that they're spending on their leads. I think that they overanalyze it a little bit where they're thinking about the money they're spending on their leads. They're thinking about the, the gas that they're putting in their tank, the, the money that they're spending on lunch every day. 
I mean, it all adds up. Sometimes I think you just need to go out and take the leads and work them. Forget about the rest. I mean, money, any business out there takes money to make money. At least any profitable business, usually it takes money to make money. So you just have to know going in, that is just your investment. You can't think about it. You just got to go out there and work and it's all going to pay for itself. But yeah, you just, you can't be over analytical either. I think there's maybe like a little bit of a, I don't know, like a balancing act there, I guess you could say when it comes to, to that. I think you're right though, that if you have the same schedule every single week and you have plenty of appointments set the end of the day, it's all going to even itself out and you're going to have more productive weeks than, than those that aren't. Yeah. I think it's really just a matter of taking the emotion out of it and being careful. Today's topic, which we only had a few minutes to discuss is distractions. And there are so many distractions that can keep you from getting to where you want to be in this business. Ask yourself, this is my opinion. I'll let Adam wrap up with his when you're dealing with something, is this making me money right now or costing me money? Like, is this specific thing I'm doing an income producing activity or isn't it? And until you've taught yourself how to self-regulate those issues, you got to quiz yourself in those situations. Adam, one last tip on how to limit distractions before we wrap up today. To just have your schedule set, kind of know going in, this is what my week's going to look like. Have good communication with your supporting staff around you. You know, if that's your family, then you need to have that good communication and kind of say, well, this is, you know, what I have going on this week. What do you have going on? And figure, figure out again, sometimes you just, we talked about this on our last podcast, but you just got to figure out a way to kind of balance things. And if you need to maybe work on a Saturday because another day throughout the week, there's some other things going on, you know, figure out a way to make that time up. I think just, Bottom line is just be consistent with every part of the business when it comes to setting the appointments or having someone set the appointments up for you and having that steady flow of leads on a regular basis. In the end, it's all going to work itself out. And again, I mean, I, you know, everything I teach is just from my own experience in the past. You know, like I've said, I mean, when I was younger, yeah, I, I spent too much time going out. I'd wake up in the morning, not feel great. And uh, I'd still go out and work, but I mean, it's a huge difference when you feel great when you wake up and compared to when you just feel like garbage and you get up there trying to work. I'm not saying just, you know, you have to just, you know, never have fun ever. Maybe you just need to limit it to, you know, once a week if you, if you really feel like you have to. I mean, I mean, God, I never go out anymore. So <laughs> I think a little bit different for me now. But... In Chicago with us, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think the last time my wife and I did go out was probably with you back in December of last year. Yeah, we'll have to set up another trip so you guys can get your annual date night in. That was so, good. I think it all works if you work it. You said it. I don't know if you realize that you said it, but it's the truth. It all works if you work it, and none of it works if you don't. So if you're watching this today, self-employed business owner, insurance agent, or aspiring to be somewhere in between, work, and the rest will work itself out. And this concludes another episode of the Insurance Life and Everything in Between podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe, share with a friend or colleague. And if you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please leave those too. Any input is greatly appreciated. Thank you.